Hi, I'm Amanda. I'm a mother, wife, herbalist, nurse, and obsessed with wellness. I can't wait to talk all about what I've learned through my two postpartum experiences, motherhood, my own healing journey, and more. Let's discuss herbs for kids, healing postpartum, the struggles and joys of motherhood, science, and more as we grow together. Hello. I just wanted to put in a brief trigger warning before this podcast episode. Um, Abby and I do discuss birth trauma and we do discuss postpartum trauma. So if you are in a space right now where you can't hold that, just go ahead and skip this episode. For those of you that feel that you can make it through, I promise this has some beautiful, gorgeous information, especially if you're a mama entrepreneur, especially if you yourself has birth trauma or postpartum trauma. We don't get to that until the end. So if you wanted to listen but can't hear about birth trauma or postpartum trauma right now, that is okay. Hi, Abby. Welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to have you here and have everybody meet you and learn all about wonderful you. Would you like to introduce yourself to everybody? Yes. So excited to chat with you. Um, my name's Abby Miller and I have many things. I'm obviously a mom. This is why we're connecting here in this space. And yeah. Amanda and I know each other through a community I run called Mom Club, um, which is for entrepreneurial and creative and intuitive moms. So a lot of what I do in this season of life is balance the juggle between consciously and intentionally parenting a tiny human and you know building an empire no big deal (laughs) no big deal not yeah whatever (laughs) yes i love it i love it and i love mom club if you are an entrepreneur mama you have got to get in there it's such a supportive environment and i've learned so much already oh yay thanks love Yes. Well, so being an entrepreneur mama, that's kind of what we're going to talk about today is just like how this, because you were an entrepreneur before you became a mama. And so how becoming a mama kind of shifted your business and shifted like the function of your business. So what would, how would you say your business functioned before having your daughter? Yeah. Oh my God. I mean, it was almost unrecognizably different. Um, you know, there's kind of like the client facing and then like the behind the scenes changes. And I think, I think that it was more of a shape shift behind the scenes for me. Um, but so I'll just speak recently. So like when I was pregnant, we'll start there instead of time yeah. traveling to my whole career. But when I was pregnant, <laughs> um, I was self-branded. So my business was Abby Miller Holistic, abbymiller.com. Everything was kind of the extension of my work. My background is in nutrition and wellness. And I ended up moving more into a business coach and business strategy space. Um, so yeah, so I did one-on-one coaching sessions. I was still leading some yoga retreats. That was like a part of my business that I wasn't willing to let go of. So I, I did that, but they were like kind of separate in a way. Um, and then uh, I still led some conferences and, and kind of more IRL biz experiences. And it was, I don't know, how, how did how did it function? Um, on adrenaline? I mean, <laughs> I had... I had a virtual assistant and like, I don't know, maybe a bookkeeper or something, but, and I did have some probably contract graphic design here and there for like my retreats or something, you know, right? like, but I just, I think I was in a season where, you know, it's like the maiden and the mother, like the maiden was like, I can work a 12 hour day. It's fine. 
mean? Or like, or, you know, if I have a big event, you just work over the weekend or like, mm-hmm. there was a way that, I mean, we all know the initiation into motherhood is quite, uh, life-changing and so in a lot of ways I mean it's you know I'm always someone who's like I joke that I'm a yoga teacher turned productivity preacher I'm always someone who's like had methods and structure but I I mean it's just you just when it's never challenged Mm -hmm. um you get to be a little bit more fluid um but I also think like a huge 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 gift that motherhood has given me is like I'm someone who's always had disciplines but they are iron clad now I mean, you know, you're like childhood or childhood, uh, child care is done at, at two session has to end on time. Like there's no going over, like got to pick up kid, like all of these things. So I think this huge, huge, huge gift in this season of biz. Um, so through becoming a mama, I had many wake ups and I've talked about this a lot in mom club. Like I had to double my rates. Yeah. I had to triple my team um yeah. I, in reverse order i had to triple my team and then double my rates to even make it all work you know and that was okay. very humbling as someone pre-childhood who's always like i don't know i want to raise my rates i don't know like kind of just like yeah it up five ten dollars here and there instead of like running the numbers and being like okay if i want to run my business i need to have six people on my team in order to even pay them i need to net you know i don't know it depends on the month but at least you know for me right now in this season, it's like three, four, five thousand dollars a month to pay my team. Yeah. So yeah. you better believe I doubled my rate. You know, so there's like a lot of gifts that motherhood has given me, just really clear boundaries around things. Yeah. Um, and then around my schedule and all of this. So I think, you know, but I, I will say the overarching, like if I were to zoom out and look at it, like before motherhood, I think I've I know I've always been someone who's really self-sufficient. I was raised by like very DIY parents who are like, Yeah, you do, you know, you just do it yourself. Like and to then recognize, which is like a gift, they're amazing. Yeah. And to be in this, you know, I was became in my motherhood initiation was during a pandemic. And mm-hmm. so kind of that's like all of that transition has taught me that like support is everything. And like, yes, mm-hmm. in parenthood, and I could talk about that, but like for biz, it has been absolutely necessary and humbling mm-hmm. because it's not free, you know? For sure. For yeah. sure. That's something I'm always telling my clients is your community does not necessarily have to be people who live in your neighborhood, people who like yeah. your family or anything like that. You can pay for your community, a house cleaner, a babysitter, um, any, they're still a part of your community because they still help yeah. you parent and raise your child and be a mom. So yeah. I think, I think that's so key is understanding yeah. that you can pay for that help and it's still part of your community. Ooh. Yeah. I love that. Yes. And I almost say the opposite to biz clients. I'm like, yes, get a virtual assistant, get an online biz manager, get a designer, mm-hmm. but also like who's watching your kiddos or like getting mm-hmm. therapy is a part of supporting your biz or getting yeah. a massage is a part of supporting your biz. You know, like, yes. I mean, pretty much I'm just like, I feel like I've gone from like, I can do it myself. It's fine. I can do it. I can do it to like, who wants to help me? Who wants to help me? You want to yes. work on You're hired. You're hired. Come on in, you know? And I love I, that. Yeah. And that was also a huge shift, like always being self-branded. I'd mm-hmm. kind of known I wanted to rebrand, but yeah. once I became a mama and I started working again, I was like, this is not a me. This is a we. Yeah. And it's always been that way, but it was like, just so clear, like as a mama. And so mm-hmm. I really knew I didn't, um, want to keep the just the abby miller brand and um yeah. one night like as you and i were talking probably during a full moon i was breastfeeding my daughter yeah. for probably the 20th time i mean i was like 
beside myself, so unslept. Mm -hmm. I was just sitting there and I was just crying, nursing her. And I was just like exhausted, just beyond belief. And I had been in this question mark of a rebrand. Mm -hmm. I'm nursing her. And literally this, this name came to me while we were nursing of work womb. Cause I was like, this is the, this is the bridging of the work life that I've, you know, had forever and been evolving as a biz coach. And then the womb, like the, mm -hmm. the trauma that my womb has had, the, had the magic that my womb has had. And like, also the womb is like a portal, you know, it's this place where you are implanted, right. To yeah. literally only to grow and be nourished. That's your only job is to like receive <laughs> nourishment. And I just, I mean, I almost want to cry when I think about it, but that was like the, the, the kind of marriage of the, the name. So, I mean, immediately I was literally nursing. I was like, work womb. Oh my God. That's my business work womb. It's a womb for work. And yes. then I went, it was like, you know, the domain was available. The Instagram was, I was like, done, yep. done, done. Yeah. Um, I know you're just like me where you're like middle of the night. You're like, I need to go back to sleep <laughs> idea. Okay. Yeah. I can use my phone over top of baby's head to make sure yeah. I can get all of this stuff. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. We've all been there. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That is like peak mom and business life. It's like, <laughs> you know, the, the joke is I left working 40 hours a week for yeah. someone so I could work for myself. And now I work 24 yeah. seven, but it's like when you're so, when you are invested in your brand, you are invested in your business and it's, it becomes a part of you. And so it's like these creative ideas, especially during postpartum, there's so much creativity that just pours through us because we're these open vessels after giving birth. Yeah. Um, we, and so this creativity just comes in and pours through us. It's very Vata energy, which is what it takes yeah. to birth. It's that Vata yeah. energy. So it just kind of pours through us and we yeah. need to give it a place to go. Or yeah. I personally think that's when postpartum anxiety shows up. Mm -hmm. If you don't give yourself that space to be creative and mm -hmm. allow for that movement. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of times, if you don't feel that you're you know, safe to give that creativity space, that can yeah. lead to feeling really imbalanced and things like that. So I'm for like brain dumps before bed, creativity. Yeah. Brain <laughs> and that's interesting. Cause I actually, part of me going back to work, um, was cause I was getting a oh God, was it called PPID? Like the COVID unemployment. <clears throat> oh. Um, yeah. Cause my daughter was born two weeks into lockdown and yeah. So, so I, I actually took a break and, and then got a little bit of that money. It was like, okay, yeah. we can, we can breathe a little. So yeah. I actually didn't quote unquote need to go back to work because I was yeah. getting that. And my husband was working, but it was like, you're talking about, it was like my soul needed it. It was, yeah. I went back to work for my mental health, you yeah. know, as it's much me. as financial health. Like it was truly it's, and I guess that's when you know you're doing something right, you know, when you just miss the, and like, obviously I get to hang out with people like you, like my job's yeah. really cool, you know? Right, right. I feel the yeah. same way. I'm like, oh, I get to be with other really cool mamas. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, I bet. Yes, yes, 100%. 100%. So when did you decide to make these big changes? I know you said it was like, while you were nursing your daughter, was it like six months in or was it, or like, was it that lightning bolt? Like, oh, yeah. So, I mean, I, I decided to rebrand. It was about September of 21 that I really was like, I have outgrown my business. This doesn't fit anymore. I'm not who I was anymore. I had such a 
yeah, just such a identity shift postpartum. Mm -hmm. And so I think some of it was like when you like, I'm actually getting ready to like chop all my hair off, you know, when you just like, you're like, I need a fresh start. Yes. So, so that was, that was um, a little over a year ago. So work womb actually is a pretty new brand. My yeah. work has been around for 12 years, but this, this iteration, this face of it is pretty new. Yeah. Um, and I move quickly. I mean, I pretty much like decided in September I wanted to rebrand and I was kind of felt like I was forcing it, like trying to get the right name. And I was trying to think my way through it. Yeah. And then when I was like, I don't know, I don't know. It's just everything I'm coming up with feels cheesy or forced or like misaligned. And then when I kind of just sat with it is when it came to me at four in the morning. Um, so yeah, so that was, so I spent last year, October, November, December shaping the brand. I did this amazing, I worked with Grace who runs a really cool biz called Quench Collective. She helped me shape the brand. Um, and then I brought on a team, amazing designer, copywriter, all these amazing humans to help me. And then Workwoman was born in January. So we're just coming up on a year in this, of this work. Oh my gosh. As far as team, it's been a steady growth. I mean, always, but particularly this year of me being like, okay, who's the next hire? How can I spend my time? How can I spend my time and my juice um, in areas that like bring me more joy? And I call mm -hmm. it like what anything... Anytime you're in your zone of like genius, yes! I call it like your, your zone of aliveness because you just, you're in it. You're like in the flow. You could do it forever, you know? So I think that's the thing too, is I recognize because I know you wrote on the, um, one of the questions was like, just keeping the spark going, keeping the joy going, yeah. keeping the inspiration going. And I think one of the biggest gifts I've given myself as a mom and a biz owner, and definitely as like a toddler mom who mm -hmm. co-sleeps and only recently my daughter's even started a daycare um like two mornings a week for three hours <laughs> nothing it's I like you, nothing. I yeah. <laughs> um, is support around the things that are not my zone of genius and not my zone of fun because we, you know when you haven't slept and you're like okay i need to work i need to whatever fulfill you know whether you're fulfilling an order or i'm meeting a client or something um you know, we got to save that juice for the person. We can't yeah. spend it on all the admin tasks and all the little things that are so important to running a biz. Right. It's just that they don't need to be done by me. And I think that's been the most humbling thing is to really recognize these things that I do. And like, I'm a nerd, you know me, like I teach strategy. <laughs> I'm like, give me all the systems, like, yeah. and having to just step away from that a bit and be like, okay, I love these things and I can help. This is what I do for others. But like, I actually need someone else to do this for me. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. 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 So going to that question, if there was a mama that's in business and she's like, yeah. listen, since I had my kid, I'm low, I'm low on juice. I'm low on energy. I feel like the passion's dying for my business. Yeah. How do I spark that passion? Or even on those days when you wake up and you're like, no, no, <laughs> I hate everything. I'm not doing it. No. How yeah. do you, what would be your advice for that mama? Like yeah. to re-spark or just for that day, get yeah. just a little spark to get just yeah. her, her magic done. Not yeah. even the admin stuff, but just the magic that needs to happen. Mm, oh my God, that's such a good question. Um, I have a couple thoughts. So I'm a really big fan of like, as we talked before we hit record, tracking the moon, tracking yeah. your cycle. So I, the day that we tend to want to burn things to the ground is usually the day before we bleed. <laughs> Um, the day before the full moon and just to have some wisdom around that doesn't mean we can't take a break, but just to be like, okay, the heat is on today. 
the the dials turned up today. Like, how can I be a little gentle with myself? That's, you know, so I'm a really big fan of cycle syncing your biz to your, to your cycle, especially for someone who has a pretty symptomatic cycle. I think it can be a really big gift. And like, historically, I'm someone who's had a really painful bleed. I've done a lot herbally to, yeah. to relieve that. But um, like, I don't take clients on the first two days of my bleed. Yeah. I block it off and I'll do admin. I'll do the behind the scenes, but I don't need to like be on camera. I don't need to space hold. I just want to like have a heating pad and kind of like, bleh, you know, mm -hmm. so that's a gift I give myself. Cause I think sometimes if we expect ourselves to be in a different ener energetic place than we need to be, there's that total tension and like, honestly, like resentment. Yeah. So that took a ton of strategy for me to like get there in my biz and a lot of planning and also my cycles, not perfectly in sync. So it's like every right. month kind of shape shifting that. Yeah. So that's a huge part. And then I think more existentially when we're more just talking about like, I'm zapped, how am I going to show up for this thing is to look at, <clears throat> I always go, I always start masculine and then go feminine. So it's like, what's the structure you have for yourself? Are you just expecting yourself? I'm talking to this mama, this, this figurative mama. Like if, if you're expecting yourself to always be generating and always be on and always like, if we never stop, we never really start. And yeah. so I actually would, you know, if I were to work one-on-one -on -one with this pretend person, I would say like, what is your schedule? Are you just like squeezing things in, in between naps and, you know, drop-offs or do, can you give yourself one hour to sit down and work? Like I would say that is the biggest gift as someone who, when I kind of started working again, I had set session times with clients where I had, my husband was with my daughter, but then the rest of the time I was like, Oh, I'll just work on my mastermind while she's napping or da, 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 da. Right. And there is beauty in that. Like if we need it, but to rely on it, I think is exhausting. Absolutely. Um, so I think looking at the structure of what you're expecting, which again, like, broken record comes back to support, right? Like mm -hmm. who's supporting you. Yeah. Um, and then the last thing I'll say on that is filling your cup, you know, is what do you need? If you're exhausted, like sometimes it's actually about napping. Yeah. And I'm just like, I have nothing left. I am a porous dried mm -hmm. out sponge. <laughs> I've been like, sometimes literally we're talking to moms here. It's like, drink some water. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. Like also this thing where like, if you are your own boss, right. And you're like, I'm working 10 to noon. This is my only time. The kids are at school or whatever. Yeah. Um, sometimes I have to have that humble pie. Cause I'm such a maximizer, especially I have really limited work hours to be like the first 30 minutes. I'm going to listen to like the juiciest podcast and I'm going to walk around the block. Yeah. And I'm going to like, just like ruffle my feathers a little, like, like, like a, in a good way. Like I just yeah. need to like, yeah. 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 So sometimes it's just like, I mean, I think moms are so freaking good at like, we, we know the potent medicine that excites us. And like, we know whether it's caffeine, if you're like, I need my coffee, you know, for me, it's, it's always movement. Yeah. Like, yeah, I would love a 90 minute vinyasa followed by a two hour hike, but like a 20 minute walk in the sunshine, listening to a podcast can change my day. Yeah. So yeah. Like investing in your energy first, like your state. I mean, that's, that was a lot of answers, but that's my thought. But there's a lot of different people in the yeah. experience. That's a thing. Yeah. Like for me, the burn it down, I had to die laughing because I, yeah. every single month am like, F this. Totally. I put so much energy into this. Yeah. I put so much, you know, of my care and love, burn it down. I'm done. Burn it all down. I'm pulling my kids from childcare. We're going to go live in the mountain. Yeah. Forget it. You know, yeah. probably for about three days every month. Yeah. And my friend Lindsay expects the text. Uh -huh. once a month. 
I'm quitting Instagram. Forget this. Yeah. <laughs> and for me, a lot of it is um, getting out in nature. Like if I can take my shoes off and just go stand in the yard for a little bit, even that helps. Um, my oldest, he is like, oh, just mm, so good at like figuring out like that nature thing. He will literally go outside and hug a tree. I'm like, wow, that's a myth. And he's a high intensity kid. And so that's yeah. like amazing that he does that. I'm like, man, I'm going to pretend I taught you that. And I'm going to hold yeah. on to that forever. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes that makes like a big difference. And I tell my clients, just add water, drink water, yeah. take a bath or, you know, let your kids play with the hose. Like those are three things that can change your day. <laughs> oh, that is so true. That's so true for parenting. Like yes. my daughter. Yeah. Well, just even like if it's, so I live in Austin where it's just been stupid hot and she'll yeah. want to go to the pool and it's like, it's actually too hot. Like it's 106 out. We can't. And I'll yes. just fill a mixing bowl up in our kitchen with little cups and she'll play with, the, you know, she still gets to get wet. Totally. Like, yeah. The adding water is so real. I yes. love that. Yes. I yes. Love I love that. And then well, one other bit, like I know I mentioned support, but obviously I'm a biz strategist. So like a lot of what I do is help people create a structure that's sustainable, right? Like creating systems around how they're showing up, what they're selling, how they're selling, when they're selling, like all of these things. Because I think also if we are just flying blind, um, and I, I'm only saying this because I did for most of my biz. Um, if we fly blind, we wake up every day relying on inspiration. We wake up every day like relying on the muse. The muse yep. does not show up every day. She is busy. She's going to show up at four in the morning. She's going to show up at like the most yep. wild time when your nervous system is chilled the F out. And, yep. you know, we love her. We want the muse to be with us all the time, but like, you know, she can't be rushed. And so a lot of what's really supported me, especially as a mama is having stuff scheduled. And by that, I literally mm -hmm. mean, you know, recording Instagram when I'm ovulating, like yep. recording reels and like all these fun things and then scheduling them out so that the day that I'm bleeding, or exhausted or breastfeeding a full moon werewolf baby. Yes. That, that like that thing that I recorded when I was very like excited is going to post and I can be just like, like unslept on the couch. Yes. So I think that gift of, of strategy too is everything. Yeah. Um, yeah. And a lot of times it feels like when you're a mom, at least for me personally, because I recently also just got childcare. So I was flying yeah. by seat of my pants, yeah. really working in the margins with yeah. um, very intense kids. Yeah. So it was like, for me, I would have like a list. Okay. This is my list for when I feel inspired. This is my list for when I have time, but can just, I don't have the brain space to do something Ooh. inspiring. So that's like admin type stuff. Mm -hmm. This is my list for when I feel like writing. And this is my list for when I feel like researching. And so when Ooh, I had a break, I'd be like, okay, how am I feeling? All right. I'm going to record six reels. Okay. How am I feeling? Okay. I can just type on this ebook because I do not want to talk to anybody, you know, things like that. I love that. Like, when you're working in the margins and that's kind of like, I like to call it since you're our last um, live in work room, I like to call it my ADHD um, systems where it's not yeah. like systems, but it's like systems that work for people who can't do systems. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. And it's so intuitive and it's so custom to you. And like, and I think that's, I, I haven't heard it said that way. That's some of what I do with my cycle syncing and, you yeah. know, intuitively like the, the, the week I'm ovulating, I'm like, book all the podcasts, do all the things. Yes. You know, the week, yeah. Like, yeah. I love that having the batched list for like the energetic of yes. feeling lit up, feeling exhausted, but I can just sit and, you know, the kids are playing. I can just, you know. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Oh, 
Well, I know that you are also friends with our friend Kelsey. That's actually how I found yes. you. So um, Kelsey was talking a few months back about um, how have it, giving birth is like this huge major life shift. Um, and then you have to, so same as like someone dying in your family or losing a job or moving to a new town. It's this huge life shift. And she was showing the graph of like what usually happens after a huge life shift. And at about six months, um, it shows that's when you kind of want to make a huge change. And it's like, you want to cut all your hair off. You want to do all these things. I can tell you that almost every mama that I know that's in business at about that six month mark, they're like, ah, I'm changing my business or ah, I'm leaving corporate world and I'm going to start my own business. It always happens between that like five, six month mark. So what would you say to a mama that is kind of like, they're working their corporate job or, you know, not working for themselves. And they're like, you know what? I'm done. I need to work for myself. This is what's going to work for me and my family. What would be your like big ticket advice? Mm. Well, I guess it just depends on what's your risk tolerance. You know, some mm. folks, if they've been working corporate, they're really used to a super reliable paycheck. That yeah. wasn't me. I, my background, I was like in my twenties, I was an actress. And then in my early, well, late twenties, early thirties, I was a yoga teacher. So I was always someone who was either freelance or entrepreneur and like not super. I mean, I had some blips of acting where I got some really cool, like Broadway high paying gigs, but otherwise that's, you know, I was, I was making it work as a, as an artist. So I kind of had mm -hmm. nothing to lose in a lot of ways. Um, but I think in some ways, folks who are coming from corporate, they have the belief that they have a lot to lose because they have this, this lifestyle around a higher salary or consistent salary where when I work with folks who have more of an art background or a DIY kind of piece it together background, they're used to being a little more scrappy with budget because they don't have yeah. the income. So there's, there's, there's shadow sides to both. Like we yeah. all have our own struggle. So I would say, what's your risk tolerance? Like some, some clients I work with who are kind of like planting that seed, right? They're like nurturing that, that they're pregnant with their side hustle, you know? Yes, like, yes, okay. yes, yes, yes. Let's give it all our love. And some of them aren't mamas and they have a lot of time. They can work a 40 hour week and then give their evenings and weekends to this other, this other gig. You know, some folks have kiddos and a, a way different life. So mm -hmm. I think it's like, if you feel really scared about money, then I think the business that you're the, 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 the side hustle has to grow and start, start to kind of like crowd out your job. It has to kind of get to the point where you feel like there's enough revenue coming in. There's enough of a rhythm that it feels safe enough for you yeah. to quit. Yeah. And then I have people that are like, I quit my job. What now? They're <laughs> like, they're like, fuck it. I did it. Let's go. You know, <laughs> that was me this time yeah. around. I mean, yeah. okay. I've had my business for six years before that, but then, yeah. uh, you know, one day I went into work and my boss was really harping on me and I was having a really hard time with my baby at home. And I was like, you know what? This isn't worth it. Here's my two weeks. My husband was like, oh, okay. All right. I'm like, we'll make it work. <laughs> yeah, we'll it but I come from a scrappy background of yeah. instead of, um, instead of really like, you know, entrepreneur type things, I come from a scrappy background of I can make it work. I can do three jobs if I need to. I can oh, eat ramen and black beans if I need to. That's, that's my background. Yeah. Um, so totally. And like, yeah, I just nannied all through my twenties. You just make it work. And like, yeah. Also, we live in such an interesting time because with the gig economy now, people do yeah. quit their jobs and, and make decent money on Uber. They can like, they can, and, and they can work at midnight. They can work, you know, just literally pick up a shift, so to speak, yeah. in so many ways. You can dog sit, you can house sit. Like there's so many awesome ways for folks to kind of 
bridge that gap between quitting. So, I mean, I think if someone was in a corporate job or, you know, I guess there's two questions, right? Like the courage to quit a corporate job or the courage yeah. to birth your, your dream. Right. And I think both of them come down to like the wisdom of your body and your gut. Yeah you know, and that's kind of more of a personal, I would be more of a personal coaching moment yeah, for them, for but sure. for so sure. I think listening, listening to your intuition, because mm -hmm. often the thing that is right is not always linear. Yeah, you know? for sure. For sure. And thinking that you're going to jump into your side biz and then immediately be making more than you were at your corporate yeah. gig, that might be um, a little bit too much of a shock for some people. Yeah, um, that's a lot of Building yourself a couple months into your income is really ideal. But for those that just have that spark and they have to do it, just be expecting to yeah. put, put the hours and the and the grind where your mouth is, right? Yeah, totally. And like definitely have a savings, you know? I mean, there's sure. different, different financial advisors. Like some folks say have a year, some say have a six. Like for my husband and I, for our family emergency savings, we're both entrepreneurs. We both have clients, not jobs. So it's like, we're not going to lose all of our clients tomorrow. We could have a season where it's business is light, but then we would launch a new thing or do a new, you know, right. workshop or whatever. So I think we both kind of feel comfortable. Like six months feels very generous for us to have yeah. six months of emergency savings. Sure. If something were to happen. Um, but I think, yeah, like if someone were leaving corporate, I hope, hope, hope that you've saved <laughs> so that you yes. feel like a buffer. Um, and then, you know, if you if you haven't and you're just in it, like get that support. I mean, I think there's this Thank illusion you. that once I have enough money, I'll hire a coach. Once I have enough money, I'll mm -hmm. hire a virtual assistant. Once I have, and it's like, it was not until I just bit the bullet and said, I'm going to invest in like high level badass women to help me that like things grew exponentially and we're not just buying people's services or time we're we're like investing in their shortcuts we're investing in their wisdom that we yeah. can like we don't have to reinvent the wheel you know and it, exactly. it's i'm it's taken me a really long time i'm someone who really did it all myself for so long and like just now working with coaches and strategists and all of these uh, amazing humans i'm like oh my gosh i learned this is truly priceless what I learned. And the way, like for me, it always comes back to just how you feel too. So like if you're feeling excited and lit up, you quit your job and you're like so excited about your side hustle, it's not gonna even feel like a grind probably if you're like so lit up and just have all this juice to give. But if it does start to feel like a grind, that's when you need strategy, you need support, you need help, you know, just to, to move things along faster. Absolutely. Well, so this season I'm focusing on matrescence and um, I know that you're familiar with it, but for those of you that aren't, it's that like in a very basic form, it's going from maiden to mother. It is um, think like adolescence, but, um, for, but at birth. And so when we look at adolescence, we give them, we're like, oh man, I would never want to be a middle schooler or a freshman in high school again. God, that was the worst time ever. You know, it was so like, difficult and muggy and you had no idea who you were or who other people were and it, yeah. everything was changing and your body was changing hormones and all this stuff. Um, but we tend to not look at new mothers that way. Um, and I would say even your first, second, third, there's still a matrescence there. Mm -hmm. um, so my question for everybody this, uh, this season of the podcast is how has matrescence affected your life and who you are? Mm -hmm. And that's a big question. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, so much. I mean, you can totally I, relate it back to your business if you want. Yeah. I mean, in some ways, mine's kind of just dark. I think um, it's, yeah, it's hard to generalize it because I had such a, I had such a hard birth and postpartum. Mm -hmm. So 
you know, in a lot of ways it was a death. It was definitely a death. You know, I have a living, a living child, but I feel like, um, the, you know, I joke that like people, if people ask for, you know, expect certain things of me or like want to hang out on a Friday night, I'm like, Oh, you want to hang out with the maiden, but she died. She, she, she dead. She's dead. Like you, you want to hang out with the mother. You can come to her house. You can bring snacks and she can hang out from two to four, <laughs> like yeah. that's the mother, you know? Yeah. And, and any, you know, and I'm kind of speaking probably to folks who don't have kids, you know, and expecting that. But, you know, I think a lot of, um, actually Kelsey and I talk about this a lot. Like, you know, have you ever heard the saying like, Oh, I was the best mother in the world before I had kids. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, the best, you know, yeah. and just, I think for me, parenthood has been one humble pie after another and one grief after another. Like I was going to have, I was planning on a home birth. I had a really emergent, um, like transfer, um, 30 hours in. And it was, there were just so many layers of trauma for me because we were 12, uh, like two weeks into, into lockdown and nobody knew what was going on with this is with yeah. COVID-19 if people listen later. And so we, um, you know, we, the midwife calls the ambulance and then she's like, oh, you can't get in an ambulance. Everyone who's had COVID has been coughing in there. Like, so my yeah. husband had to drive us to the ER, like, you know, running every red light. I mean, it was just like, there's so many traumas. We thought we had lost my daughter and then, then we had her and then we didn't. And like, I mean, yeah, my birth story is a whole separate podcast, but yeah. you know, I had just so many traumas and, um, mm -hmm. around the way that I felt really abandoned by my midwife, the way I felt like everything I had ever wanted was taken away from, like, I didn't even want, I just, you know, I was going to have the home birth where my painkiller was lavender oil. Like that's the birth I wanted. And <laughs> You know, I, I I remember being pregnant and having people tell me like, you're going to, you get the birth that you're capable of. You can handle it. And I was like, oh God, that actually kind of scares me. Like people would say that because I was like, I've been through some shit in my life. Like I can handle a lot. And I remember hearing that almost like an omen. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I don't know if intuitively I knew things were going to be hard. Um, even though I, I really, it's funny because consciously I really didn't have fear about birth. It's why I chose a home birth. I felt like this is a natural thing. I'm just going to you know, I'm strong. We're just going to breathe through it. It's going to be, it's going to be, we're going to do this. Um, so I don't know, you know, to like kind of conceptualize or, or answer your question. I feel like so much of matrescence for me was, I mean, terror, if I'm being honest, yeah. um, you know, terror, like we, we just had, you know, hard birth. I ended up with emergency cesarean and, um, mm -hmm. we had, uh, I just didn't get care. You know, I had all these things I was going to get, but we were still in the season where we're like, is COVID going to kill a newborn? You know, we just didn't know. Um, mm -hmm. And so I didn't get any of the body work or the follow-ups or, you know, it was all virtual. And um, mm -hmm. so just like that total grief of the, there's no village, you know? And I think already I was in a community of, I had most of my friends didn't have kids here that I had known. I was really plugged into the entrepreneurial scene and mm -hmm. I felt really abandoned by most of my friends. And yeah. it was, it was and is hard. Um, and the, people that showed up for me, if they're listening, you know who you are and I love you. And I think that, you know, sometimes you just don't know, people don't know how hard it is till they've been through it. Yeah. Um, and so I have my own forgiveness journey, but it was, it was a wild ass time, Amanda. Yeah, absolutely. It was, it was so hard. Um, and I think that back to this, 
I also had a health condition that flared up. So I actually thought I was dying on top mm -hmm. of the world dying on top of my kid couldn't breastfeed three months in, we had an undiagnosed tongue tie. She had a phrenectomy. I was like having panic attacks. My nipples were so crusty and bloody that every time she'd nurse her mouth would be full of blood. I mean, it was just like, it wasn't getting, you know, we weren't, we finally ended up having someone come look at it and kind of risking COVID and having someone come, yeah. you know, it was so traumatic. Every day was traumatic. And I think, I don't know, I don't really, I, not that you're asking for advice, but I mean, how did it shape me? It shapes me every day. I mean, my nervous yeah. system is still healing and, you know, and I think one, one thing, I mean, I'm not, I'm not in a place with this yet where I'm like, oh, it's tied in a pretty bow. I learned so much. Like, I'm just like hurting from it. But I will say, I don't think I would have created mom club if this hadn't happened. I don't think if I hadn't had this level of like despair and grief mm -hmm. and like aloneness as a mom, mm -hmm. I don't know if I would have realized how important this work is like the work you do, the work that I'm doing, working with entrepreneurial moms, like it is so important. And whatever flavor of birth you have, whatever flavor of, you know, we all have our different journeys, but yeah. I humbling, humbling is my answer to your question. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think when it comes to matrescence, it's like, no matter how, how your birth went is what starts your matrescence. And then who shows up or who didn't, that continues to shape who you are and your trust levels and yeah. your capacity. And I think it just, matrescence is such this, it needs to be talked about because we're walking around these open, we are these open wounds, yeah. expected to walk around and function the way that we were previously. And like you said, that person died. Yeah. That person's not, does not exist anymore. Yeah. And trying to force that person to still be there is so painful yeah. for the mother. And yeah. I think that that, I think that that, that you, you yeah. really, thank you for being so vulnerable. And I think yeah. that that really does impact who we are and, you know, taking it back to business, you had all of your support stripped away in all ways. And so now how, what a beautiful gift that you've given to other people that it is your, now your mission to teach people how to build that support in yeah. so that if something happens, yeah. they have that support because you've been there. You've had it all. And so it's like, yeah. and in, in, in a very personal and a very um, life taking and life giving way, you know, yeah. I think that that, you know, you're using this expertise that you didn't mean to get in such a beautiful way. That's so it. I've never said it that way. The expertise I didn't mean to get. Yeah. That's yeah. it. And like, you know, there's tons of pieces to my story, but we had a home birth midwife that we hired that had a, um, uh, team. And so when I asked her about, I was like, okay, so I'm like thinking about hiring a doula. And she kind of, she really talked me out of it. Kind of like you're hiring a home birth midwife. You don't need a doula. Like I have all these, I have this whole team. We got you. Like I kind of mm -hmm. felt a little foolish for even inquiring and mm -hmm. I didn't hire a doula. And so when my midwife totally checked out, she didn't send anyone from her team to help us. We would reach out. She didn't get back to us. Like, you know, I was on my knees. I was like, beyond, you know, I mean, we all know what it's like to be postpartum. I had just had surgery. Like I couldn't have anybody coming over and holding my baby. I was like, my husband was working. He's a therapist and he had an office, but during COVID he had to work in the house. We were in a one bedroom house. So I couldn't leave the bedroom all day because of HIPAA. Like I couldn't hear any of his calls. So like, literally I was like, 
in bed, had just had surgery. The world is on fire. Mm-hmm. I'm just in my bedroom and mm-hmm. like, couldn't, you know, and so, it, yeah, it's crazy. But I think, you know, I think a lot of like what I'm still healing is that some part of my gut was like, okay, my midwife is saying this, but I actually want to hire a doula. And like mm-hmm. postpartum, maybe she thought I meant birth doula, but I was saying postpartum doula. Mm. You know, and I felt really talked out of. And and I back like back to what I'm saying, like your gut knows, your intuition knows. Absolutely. And I think that's some of my grief and healing journey is also just forgiving myself for not saying, okay, you're saying that, but like I'm gonna go ahead and just hire a postpartum doula because I wanna, you know, I wanna have that support. And like yeah. I don't think I could ever do that work because of my trauma, but I think it is the most important job. Right. Postpartum work of all kinds is like it's the work the world needs to heal. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I I mean I think that postpartum is such a vulnerable, fragile, beautiful, everything messy and and dark for everyone dark time. Yeah. Whether it's physically your room is dark because you're trying to get your baby to nap <laughs> or you feel dark because yeah. you're alone, you're grappling, um, especially yeah. when it comes to birth trauma, um, especially yeah. when it comes to breastfeeding trauma. I really yeah. do think that that is a thing. Yeah. And, um, and, and having all of these things that the world tells you that is supposed to be natural and um, your body, your body can do it. It's natural. And yeah. then feel that it's very not yeah. is um, that, that, that takes a lot of trust to get back into your body and back into yeah. life. Right. Because totally. you're still in that place of like death and grief and deepness. And shame. Like yes. for me, it was shame. Like I didn't fit anymore. Like my whole, you know, I, have someone who grew up seeing home births that felt really normal to me. That was something mm-hmm. I like deeply and like almost devoutly wanted. Yeah. And, and then to not have it, to actually have the polar opposite birth. Yeah. Um, that like, I mean, I, I, I really think that we needed a cesarean. I think we actually were, were a situation where it was needed. I know some, oh. a lot of folks kind of get pressured into it. That was not yeah. us. Right. I truly think I'm talking to you today because it exists. Yeah. Like, like I simultaneously have like total gratitude for it and also yeah. like shame because I'm like not in the cool club anymore. Like right. and not even cool club. I'm like saying that to be funny, but like yeah. there's a way that I identified with the ideals of home birthing, you know, and Absolutely. I can't, I, I can't, you know, that's not, that wasn't my experience, you know? Absolutely. Um, and I think there's, yeah. yeah. For, for anybody listening, um, I call cesareans belly births, and there's a reason, because you are still, it is still a birth, mm-hmm. and it is still, for me, when I think of birth, I don't, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like a dark birth person, where I, I mean, I, when I think of birth, I literally think of mama cracking open, yeah. reaching into the stars to grab her baby down, mm-hmm. pulling them through their body, and then baby being born, but mama is left with all that open wound from pulling the baby through and you're left wide open. And what I like to say is matrescence is just like in, um, you know, historical China, when a pot would break, they filled the cracks with gold and matrescence is you being filled with gold and you become this beautiful, more valuable than you ever were before. You're going to make me cry. (laughs) That's so beautiful. You know, you break and it's painful and it's, bloody and it's ugly and nobody can see it but you because it's on the inside. And so I think that, you know, my goal in this season is to talk more about matrescence so that more mamas see it and feel it and don't feel so alone in it. 
So Abby, thank you so much for being so vulnerable and so open and all of your amazing business tips as well, because I know there's so many entrepreneur mamas that should come get in mom club um, that are out there that are like, I'm working in the margins or I really need some help, but I don't know how to get it. So Abby, tell us not to totally shift us on our heads here, but tell us about all of your offerings and where people can find you. Yes, my love. So my business is Workwomb, as mentioned, workwomb.com, workwomb on Instagram. Um, I love, I love a DM. It's, it's fun to just chat on the gram. Um, and the, yeah, so mom club is a, is an ongoing membership. You can join us anytime. So you can, you can poke around and it's, it's made for moms. So like you can sign up, you can stay for 30 days, you can stay for 30 years. Like it's whatever feels, you know, aligned with your life. And then I also do one-on-one mentorships and I do different workshops and masterminds um, a couple times a year as well. So lots to, lots to check out. Wonderful. Well, Abby, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I find all of your tips and info and your just being in my space very valuable. And I appreciate you. Thank you, Amanda. Same to you. Absolutely. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I am so grateful to have you here in this podcast space, talking about motherhood and herbs and natural living and matrescence and all these big, huge, beautiful topics. If you liked this episode, I would sincerely appreciate you considering leaving a review. To rate and review the podcast allows more people to see it. It also allows potential for sponsorship, which is really exciting. Um, I would love for you to join me over on my website, www.treemamaherbals.com, where you can read my blogs, you can check out my monthly workshops that I teach, you can see my self-paced workshops or courses that are already on the website, you can book one-on-one session with me in my postpartum vitality sessions, which is this beautiful container for bringing mama back to life, giving balance and vitality and energy back to mama using herbs and lifestyle and nutrition and just holding space so you can also follow me on instagram i'm at tree mama herbals and i would love to connect with you feel free to shoot me an email if anything strikes you um, amanda at treemamaherbals.com i am so thankful and grateful to be a part of your motherhood journey we're not meant to do this alone